It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Barry Woods, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in the studio once again with producer Leah, professional fisherman Mike Marfell, and my partner, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, Mark McMurray. Mark, great to see you on what's been a hot week. It's been a hot week, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's good to be back in the studio. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just good. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's so glad. Yeah, it's air conditioned. <laughs> right. So glad that you are here with us. Also want to remind you that uh, if you're listening to us on the radio, either on a Saturday morning at 11 or Sunday at noon on News Talk STL, you can also take us with you every week, as we know a lot of folks do, with our podcast. We put the show out as a podcast shortly after we get off the air. Every week, and you can take us with you for the fishing report, which, of course, we'll bring you here a little bit later on in the show, as we do every week, and help you, hopefully, with your weekend fishing or any fishing that you've got going on this week. So uh, we love it when you check us out on the radio, of course, but you can also take us with you 24-7 if you are subscribed to our podcast. And we're basically on every podcast platform, so whatever your favorite is, just look for the Bluff City Outdoors show. You'll find us. You can also... Get us on the Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page. We post the podcast there every week as well. Uh, Let's start with the heat, Mike. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but man, it got to a new level this week out there. And does it does it affect the fishing any any more than it just your tolerance for the heat? Does it have any impact on the actual species and the in the actual approach, or is it just if you can handle it? Yeah, I think this time of year, once they're in their summer pattern, right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's whether you can handle it or not. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to change much. It's nice and cool where they're setting. Right, right. So is it, it, um, I mean, I get always, it's, we always talk about early morning and then evening as being sort of good times, you know, times to to be out there on the water, give yourself the best chances. And, uh, you know, I guess that, actually works in everyone's favor right now that it, it probably is better not if you if you only have a few hours you know over the weekend or something and you can pick you know your window of time yeah half you, hour before sun up you wouldn't want to pick Sorry. the middle of the day anyway would you i mean even if no. it, even if it wasn't burning hot you wouldn't want to pick the middle no. of the day anyway so it's kind of better that you can either right. go either go early or go late and, or, and or dodge all that heat if you're a younger man and have decent eyes which i don't anymore uh night fishing yeah, get you a nice moonlit night and a full moon night, and they like to feed at night, especially they in the Clearwater yep. Lakes in the Ozark. That was a little segue because that is something that I want to talk about a lot. Uh, I wanted to get into a little bit later on in the show because I think I touched on this last week as well. I, it, for whatever reason, I have a, I have a, a mental block to fishing at night. I, I can't do it. I just never catch anything, and I always hear all these great st- and I'm. I'm a night owl. I'm up all night. I would love to be on when I when we have a family vacation or hanging out at the Lake of the Ozarks and the whole family's in bed and it's one o'clock in the morning. I would love to walk down to the dock and fish, but I've done it and I've never had any success. And hmm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So 
I, I want to talk about night fishing in, in a little bit. Okay. But, okay. But <laughs> so, I, you got to be doing something wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. I got, I know. So uh, one of the many things that I want to talk about as we go through the show here. But uh, Mark, kind of what what Mike just said about bass fishing and his experiences, is that basically also the same thing you're yeah, hearing yeah, from Yeah, for the, for the most part. And, you know, just one talk about, uh, you know, fishing at night. Uh, we used to raise crawdads over over there by Edwardsville. Mm-hmm. and. A lot of people don't know it, but they are much, much more active at night than they are during the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 not even close. In our ponds, you could the water was fairly clear uh, in parts of it because pretty shallow. You could look out there and, and not see any moving around during the day. Go back a half an hour after it got dark and shine a flashlight out there, oh, and yeah. there'd, there'd be one every three or four inches. Mm-hmm. They come out and forage at night. So I would think the the bass have to know that. that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh you know, yeah. Great point. Yeah, that's a. I, I love when you talk about crawdad. I, I, it reminds me of my childhood because I've talked about how we fish, uh, how we vacationed very often at this little spot that is off of the Jack's Fork River in southern Missouri. And when we would drive down there, we would not bring anything. We would bring very little tackle. We bring a couple of 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 poles, and it was basically the tackle was just hooks and weights because we didn't even bring lures or or buy or or bait ahead of time because we just walked down and catch crawdad and that was the bait and just catch crawdad as we fished and it was i mean it was it was very effective and a good way to go because you're moving around so you want to travel light you want to be and i don't think there's in all honesty as far as a live bait for there's not a better one there isn't a better one so i mean it's just Back when we were raising them, we'd have some customers that were going to Lake of the Ozarks fishing, and they'd come by and buy a thousand of them for a group mm-hmm. for a weekend. And the way they were fishing them is they were putting a, a actually putting a little rubber band over them over their body, mm. the crawdad, and sliding the hook up underneath it so they didn't hurt the crawdad, and then throwing them out under a bobber. Huh. And they would if they were fishing in like five foot of water, they they'd let that have about four feet below that bobber so he couldn't get to the bottom, but he wants to get to the bottom. Yeah. And so they just start swimming around, and he said, "Oh, he said, thirty seconds, bam, yeah, so, you know, they would just wipe them out." Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I've heard similar doing with the rubber band trick, but almost fishing them like a Carolina rig, and, yep. and you do yep. you do the moving them, but let them be because yeah, the they're going to sit there and float. They're going to flutter, yeah. and they'll mm-hmm. pump their tail. You know, yep. It's and then when they see a bass, they'll really go nuts. Yeah, they'll they know to... what's coming next. Where were you 40 years ago with this information? <laughs> we were raising them. I mean, we started raising them in 91. I feel like I wasted so many years <laughs> on the Jack's Fork. I, yeah, I had a bath I in can't aquarium. wait to give that. I'm, I am for sure doing that next time. <laughs> I, I had a bass in a 100-gallon aquarium, and he was probably three pounds at the time. And I would go down before you owned it was Rodney's, and I would get live crawdads. Mm. And if I had been not fed him for three or four days... He would wreck that entire dozen in less than 30 seconds. No kidding. Yeah. You'd drop them in, and the first three or four wouldn't get to the bottom. And so that tank would be so cloudy. because he was ads I raised. Yeah. That's, that's where Rodney that's got awesome. I mean, he would just that's hammer awesome. those things. And then my mom had a lawn pond. Remember the craze with those? Yeah. The little, with the fountain and uh-huh. all that. And I put the bass out there in the summer times to grow him, and I was feeding him crawdads. Well, we went to clean out the pond for the winter to winterize it. And my, I heard my mom scream. One of the crawdads had survived, and he'd grown to be about eight, like a small <laughs> <a> lobster. <laughs> and my mom freaked out. And that was the only one. He, I put it back in the tank inside, and that bass would come down and nose down on him, and he would just flare up, and that bass would slowly back away. 
Yep. The big ones can defend themselves. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. He yeah. became a peer yeah. instead of. <laughs> it was funny because I had eight. a friend that remember the Oscar, the fish that the, they're kind of like a piranha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the crazy. And he had one that was about, I don't know, 10 inches. And he was telling me, oh, that bass isn't nothing. That bass. So I brought him over and showed him what happens to those crawdads because he was saying I could put that Oscar in that tank with that bass and he'd kill that bass. I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. No, he would Mm-mm. not. He would be eaten immediately. No, bass don't play. I think I, I think I told the story on the show in the past, months months ago, about when I was a kid and caught a little bass in the pond that was at the top of our subdivision and I, at the time, had an aquarium with a big, this big goldfish that I had, that I had won at a carnival. Oh, of nice. all things, those those carnival goldfish that usually live for about ten minutes. Right. This thing was this thing quadrupled in size and lived for years, and it was in this t- tank that I had Carney in my strong. room. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And I thought in my you know twelve year old brain that it would be so cool because I caught this little tiny bass, like you know, like oh my gosh, I don't how did you know it's so little it'll be it'll fit perfectly in my Fishing tank. I put it in with this goldfish, and within 24 hours, the goldfish wasn't dead, but it was in bad shape. Up. I bet he was ramming him in the gills, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was tearing him up, and I had to get the. And the after one night, I took the bass out and threw it back and took it back to the pond. But yeah, yeah, the they don't. Right. They don't play. Well, well, and I said I had a bass, and there was a reason why I had a bass, because if you have two bass, and I don't know if they're both, I'm not a biologist, I don't know if they're both males or what was going on, but I watched the other one just repeatedly mm. ram him right in the gills till he was dead. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, if, if, if crawdads are such a great bait, how come you don't see that? Is it, is it just the, the cost in, in raising them and carrying them because- they're, they're, you see they're not crickets that hard and to raise yeah. as far, but you got to have space. I mean, we had two three acre ponds that we raised them in, and we used to harvest about fifty thousand per acre of huh. bait sized crawfish. Uh, so you got to have a little bit of space, but it's the state of Illinois kind of cracked down on it because of there's there was an invasive species coming out of Wisconsin called the rusticus, so they were wanting to stop that. That a, was. It, it was eating on the crawdads, or it was no, it was a, a crawdad, crawdad species. So it was a crawdad with a really hard shell. It was real prolific, and it was a fish egg eater is what it was known no. for. That's no good. So what it was doing up in some of those ponds up there, you know, people are fishing, taking bigger fish out. The crawdads, like I said, they were real prolific. They bred fast. Mm-hmm. So they would sort of eventually overwhelm the pond because they're eating the fish eggs. So there's not enough mm-hmm. come in and people keep catching the bigger fish. So eventually you just end up with a fishless pond yeah. full of crawdads. Yeah. So they were mm. wanting to stop that crawdad. Yeah. And, and that was not native to North they were, America? They were native to Ohio, and then they ended up in Wisconsin and in the upper Midwest. Oh, mm. huh. that's weird. Yeah, you know what happens when an Ohio crawdad runs into a... You know, <laughs> that's that's an old joke. Yeah. When an Ohio everybody, crawdad walks into a bar. Everybody knows what happens in that yeah, situation. Cockroach of the sea. Yeah, it's just it's 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 funny. It's it, interesting to hear that because, you know, when you see live bait and... and Bluff City Outdoors and, and bait shops like that. It's it's crickets and minnows and you know worms, worms and all that kind of stuff. But you, I, I don't usually see yep. crawdad. Yep. And if they're so effective, you'd think that there'd be a somebody would have mastered a uh, a, a better way to yep. to, to get, there, produce see, them. You know, I had a couple of my buddy Carl, his father in law. We I tried to convince him to put like seven or eight acres into 
crawdad production here like 10 years ago, but he couldn't get past the idea that, you know, hey, I'm making a couple hundred bucks per acre, you know, row cropping. I said, but you're going to make two or $3,000 yeah. per acre with crawdads in there. And hmm. He just couldn't, he couldn't see it, you know. Right. But one of my customers at the shop now has seen it, and he just came in last week, actually, and told me he got he has eight acres of ponds. Oh, here we go. Eight one-acre ponds. And he said they're getting filled with water. Well, City Outdoors is about to have another exclusive product. That's what I told him. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take all of them you're going to raise. That is awesome. Yep. So I well, that'll him, be a game changer because you, for, seriously, you will be one of right. the only people I'm, that it, yeah, that's going to have that. You know, be able to get that from. And I told him, I says, you know, I'll help him get the right species going. When when we had the ponds, we had three different species in there, and they were uh, two two of the species were semi burrower, and they would have their young in the fall actually and they'd grow a little bit that fall and then they sort of hibernate over the winter and then the other one was uh had its young in the spring and then mm-hmm. they would grow over the summer so you had a steady flow that way that way you had you had bait crawfish early from the fall breeders and then you had the other ones come in right behind it that's and, cool uh, yeah, that is cool yeah, but, who knew mark's a thinker i might have, <laughs> so i had these Three species of crawdad. I didn't okay. even know there were three species, and, and yep. then a fourth one from Ohio that's causing all this <laughs> ruckus. <laughs> but I had uh, in my aquariums at home. I had had them paired up, you know, the, the species together, and then they're separate aquariums. Uh-huh. But then I said, I'm going to see what if I put all the females in one aquarium, what happens? Uh-huh. So you put all the females in there, and nothing happens. They just sort of go about they their start business. Fighting. <laughs> you put all the males yeah. in there together, yeah. they would never stop fighting. Really? They would, they would fight for hours. <laughs> no and, kidding. Yeah, until I separated. I'd have to pull them back out and put them in their aquarium. Uh, they would just keep fighting. Did you have to give them a talking to? When you <laughs> said, Guys, come on. <laughs> but, yep. What was the color generally? So they had two that were red, reddish. Okay. And those were the fall breeders mm-hmm. and the semi-burrowers, and the other one was kind of a, a mottled grayish green. Okay. Uh, it typically got orange on its pinchers. Would they change colors depending on, like, when you put them – out of the pond into the bait tank mm. so the the reddish ones have a tendency to lighten up a little bit okay and become a little more like a lightish brown almost i, I asked because i have a guy that <clears throat> would trap crawdads for me at table rock when i would go down there because i wanted to see what color jig to you 90 percent of the time they were green pumpkin with purple on their belly and a little bit of red on their pinchers and i don't know what flavor that is or if it's just because it's in super sounds, clear water that no, sounds like the northern crowd that's which is the most common one yeah yep. so green pumpkin purple it is for yeah, the me. females don't get as much orange that. on the pinchers and that's the other thing too the males are the ones that get the big pinchers the females get smaller pinchers uh, right they don't get as much orange on them uh but yeah they're and that's that's why i've people come into the shop because new and that i used to raise me they said well mm-hmm. what kind of jig should i use well you're on that riprap that's the grayish green crowd he mm-hmm. likes that you go up the creeks where it's muddy banks and stuff I said that the red crawdads, that's where they right. like to go. Right. Did They're, the state of Illinois uh, get to the bottom of the invasive species? Or yeah, I haven't heard something? too much about it lately, but I don't think there's any licensed growers in Illinois anymore. Right. We, we were one of three back when we did it. Wow. The Asian carp czar hasn't done a whole lot Yeah, either, no kidding. Right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of What well, year was that, 2008, when, when they appointed the carp czar? And yeah. It's gotten worse. It's only gotten, it's only gotten worse. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that. That's fascinating that they are. I knew they were great bait from my own personal experience for years, but knowing that they are that they're that effective, yeah. and not more popular and prevalent is is super interesting. Well, anytime and you're bouncing a bait on the bottom, that's pretty much what you're imitating, yeah, what you're whether imitating. it's shad shaped or not. You got that crankbait digging in the mud, and they're thinking it's a crawdad. They, they don't think it's a crawdad. Yeah, they don't think it's a a, 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 a shad. Your green yeah. pumpkins with a little purple, little oranges. Yep, that's 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 what that's you should be. 
yeah. itching around that yeah, rip wrap. I, I do stuff. the green pumpkin purple. Yeah. And then uh, I'll dip the tip chartreuse, but the antennas I make orange. Yep. Do you ever, I know obviously when not in tournaments or things like that, but when you're out fishing for fun, if you even do that anymore, Mike, do you, do you ever fish with live with live bait or I never well I have uh on a guided trip in Disney one time. <laughs> I've heard I, those trips are incredible. They're incredible. Uh, I heard and that, it wasn't I heard supposed big to, bass in those there's huge bass in, in those the water the, around we Disney fished World. We the fountains in the middle of the Epcot before Epcot opened. Wow. And we caught so many three pounders and we were using artificial bait. Yeah. And maybe she's she's probably probably barbless hooks too. No. Oh no! no. Okay, and uh, but we were catch and release everything, but you're not supposed to fish in the marina. But my guide accidentally, because I told her my one goal here is one of these boys to catch a seven plus. Mm-hmm. So she took my credit card. Hopefully she's already not doesn't work there anymore, or they're not listening. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. Uh, so although my daughter does work there, that's so true. That's be, true. They could she, have a bug. She knows how to stay on the DL. Yeah. We'll be good. <laughs> Uh, she hooked a live shiner on and said, it's going to take a minute for me to run your credit card. And we just threw, and then she accidentally threw it over the side. <laughs> and when she came, she was very tip conscious because when yes. she came back, we had a seven plus wow. that, on that live shiner. Wow. So that was my one time that, and I did a guided, uh, striper trip at Norfolk one time and we fished live big shiners underneath a balloon essentially yep. as your, mm-hmm. as your bobber. So it's exciting. But no, when I get a chance to go, I practice what I'm going to have to do in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. You know, they frown on the live bait in the tournaments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't and it know. wouldn't be much fun, really, right? I mean, if everybody plus, if you're doing catch and release, a lot of times that hook will be yes, so yes. deep before you. That's get, the one thing about it. they yeah. they hit it with the intent on swallowing it. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat, they're not yeah. they're not checking it out. They're yeah, they're, they're eating it. So you would kill a lot of fish. Yeah. that way. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fine if you're going to eat them like catfish or whatever, but right. even bass. I mean, people don't say they don't eat bass. Oh, I eat bass. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're I think they're delicious. Yeah, I usually do it out of farm ponds when they need they to come out. They need to come out. Some of the strip pits, Southern Illinois, just so overpopulated with them. Right, so yeah. they need to come yeah, out. They come out there. Otherwise, they only get to about ten inches long, and they'll stay that size. And they'll their stay whole yeah, life. stunt. Uh, and this is so was so <laughs> educational. I had no idea we'd be going into crawdads and and all of this uh, on the show. But that's what this show is all about, and that's the that's yeah. the greatness of it. And that's why I say never miss an episode. And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that never does happen. Uh, you're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show. We've got a lot more to talk about this afternoon. Of course, we will bring you that fishing report. And now, I all I can think about is the next time I go down to Disney. I've always heard that those you got to do it. Those bass excursions, all the lakes inside the parks are amazing. Yeah, all those. Ba- I've heard those bass excursions. The only Disney people who get a fish are the people that big pay time. to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So next that's, time you go, take James with you and yeah. go out there and get you a big one. Yeah. Or if you're you know somebody that's going on a, a a Disney trip and you're not into the Disney park stuff, yeah. Convince. I'm telling you, watching the sun come up. Convince the family Ep- that you wanna that you wanna do a little. Fishing trip, watching the sun come there. up from inside the Epcot. In that's incredible. Before it opens, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's Mike Marfell, of course. Uh, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, is with me here as well. And uh, we are going to. We don't do a whole lot of politics on this show, but there is a ridiculous story that we talked about on Columbo and Katie this week that was in the news that regarded the uh, the great outdoors and this ridiculous report that has been. Thank goodness, heavily mocked from NBC Sports that was trying to bring uh, race relations and racism 
into the great outdoors. So uh, I want to get into that story a little bit. Also, of course, we'll bring you that fishing report and much more as we go through the day today on the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 941 everything. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. I've got some big news. The bank finally came through. And I'm holding the keys to a brand new Chevrolet. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with professional fisherman Mike Marfell, also producer Leah, and Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. And Mark, I as I said before, we don't usually get into politics on this show, and that's for a very good reason, because the great outdoors and you know, fishing and hunting and camping is a, a uniter and a chance for people to unplug and get away from the crazy politics and, and, and agendas of Amen. the day. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I had to bring this up uh, today and wanted to get your thoughts. I want to get everybody's thoughts on it. NBC News has been thankfully heavily ridiculed for a story that they published this week out claiming uh, this week that claims that black people need safe spaces to enjoy the great outdoors. NBC reporter Char Adams described several black led outdoor groups working to provide safe spaces for black people to enjoy outdoor activities and dispel myths that the outdoors doesn't belong to us. She explained these groups were founded to combat racism from the Jim Crow era, barring African-Americans from national parks and stereotypes that black people do not enjoy outdoor activities. The, the report focuses on racially segregated safe spaces to avoid harassment and trauma from white people, such as the presence of Trump flags flying at campgrounds. It's this story is it's. I, I talked about it on, on Columbo and Katie this week, and I could barely even read it. And I was getting I, mad I can as barely reading. read the words <laughs> even even now. Mark, you we've had your wife, Felicia, in the studio with us. You come from a, a mixed family. I talked about I've talked about many times. My best friend, Perry Woods is is a black veteran who also provide who also wrote and and made the Bluff City Outdoors theme song that you hear at the beginning of every show and he's my he's my number one fishing companion I've been fishing with him more than anybody I've ever fished with in my life as I said I think that the beauty of these activities is that they bring people together and here's a news story that's trying to put out a false narrative that's trying to divide us. That's insane. It I just, is insane. I just checked my insanometer, and it only goes up to 10 in this peg at 17. <laughs> nice. You know, yeah. Uh, that's just nuts. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nuts. It, it's <laughs> coming from someone who doesn't fish or groom the outdoors. I would, oh, I would bet you a dollar to, to a dog turd. Yeah. That person doesn't enjoy the outdoors. I mean, Alton, Illinois, where Bluff City Outdoors is, and where I grew up in, in North County and Hazelwood and – and Florissant and I and I fished <laughs> in those areas for years. And again, it's 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 what one of the reasons that I am so that I have gotten even more into being outside and and 
specifically fishing or just, you know, hiking or just take, you know, going on walks and being in the outdoors and, and have done more of that in recent years than doing things like watching sports, like what I used to do more of right. is because sports was corrupted by politics and all of this, you yep. know, all of this yep. messaging and political agendas and all of that. And the outdoors activities has continued to be your well, escape from all of yes, that. Yes. It's the way to get away from it. Yes. I mean, you know, in my shop and, you know, I'm in Alton. I mean, Alton's yeah. about 25% black. I, probably my customer base, about 25, maybe 30%. And I don't know how many times, because, you know, I fly solo a lot on Saturdays. I'll be slam busy mm-hmm. and I'll be over here spooling a reel for a guy. And, you know, this happened a couple times this year. A young gal comes in with her young kids and the customer I was spooling, he was a, he was a white dude. I knew him putting, putting line on his big spinning tackle. And she comes in and she needs rigged up for, for her kids. Mm-hmm. And those guys that are waiting for me to finish, because I tell us, you know, I can't do it right now. I yeah. got to finish this, yep. and they'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll get their, them taken care of. <laughs> so they'll they'll walk them and they'll get their poles rigged, split shots on it, floats on it. So they're horrible racists, is what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> they're they're not very good at it. What I get out of that article is that white people need to swoop in and help black people into the outdoors. You oh. think Perry Woods yeah, feels that, unsafe? Yeah, that message. It's, it's just disgusting. Yeah, it is. And, and Mark, it feels like they are, it feels, when you read a story like this, it, it, I, I mentioned earlier this week that it really sounds like it's something from the Babylon Bee. You yes, know, or yes, the onion. Yes. onion. Like a parody news story. It's so Almost over, every news story seems It's that so way. over the top. Yeah, it's, it is. Ridiculous. It's just, it's, yeah, just, they need to come and stint. Come down and spend a Saturday. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you will see that that is so far off. Yeah. You know, it, but it just. I think it, I think it unfortunately really highlights that there is a group of people out there, unfortunately, sometimes at very high levels in the media and politics that really do want to. Divide. Yeah. Want yes. to drive a wedge between everybody in this country. Whether it's Because they're just making sex, things up yeah. at this point. Yes. It, it, that. That's yes. That's just it's just BS. I mean, because they just, know how close we are to figuring out they're the problem. Yes, and they are the problem. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. I said the same thing about the uh, the story about the the uh, the country cover of Fast, Fast Cars. Cars about yeah Tracy you Chapman's know, song. She Fast liked Cars. it better than anybody because the yeah. paychecks are going to keep coming. Well, it's her song. Uh, the story, the real. When I saw that that song was getting popular, I'm not. I I was not aware at all of the cover or anything like that, um, until the until it was a story. But when I first read the headline, the first the way that I interpreted that, I and I think the natural way to interpret that is to see, wow, this is pretty cool. That after 30 years. A a song that was written by a black gay female artist has been brought back to popularity and back and what a what a what a great story that uh, yeah, should be a good story paying homage paying respect what a what a great statement on how music if it's good music it's, it's good music it, yeah it 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 crosses. It crosses, uh, you know, styles. It crosses generations. It touches Sexuality, everybody. Gender, and matter. how it and how it brings everybody together. Right. Here's a country artist, a white male country artist, thirty years later, paying respect to a, a hit song that was written by a, a black gay female decades ago 
that story should have been, isn't this cool yeah, that right. music is brings everybody together and, you know, can can yeah. unite people. Yeah. But the story is somehow tried to be twisted into some racist right. story. Yeah. I, I get the same feeling when I, when I read this. Yeah. It's like you're taking... You, you're they just, swung and missed with the you're with that, lying that story, about, so they yeah. did another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, you know, it's making making stuff up, right? You know, yeah. Now, I'm going to say, you know, because you know, in the shop over there, but me and my wife, we uh, used to have season tickets to the Blues hockey, mm-hmm. had season tickets to the Broadway series at the Fox. Mm-hmm. Now, if they would have written an article that there aren't many black people that go to the theater productions, the Broadway ones here in St. Louis, mm-hmm. I would have said yes. There's a because I don't know how many times the only black person in that building was my wife. Mm. You know, and but who goes to the theater? It's not your guys that are going to run around with the Trump flag. It's the people that are making this crap up. Yeah, right. yeah right. that's you know, such but, a good but point. But look in a mirror. That's such a good point. But, yeah, and who's because the people that are writing the theater, these articles? Yes, yes, that's the people writing the articles, and they should be writing it about Man, that. Good, they yeah. should be writing it about that. You're right. Mark. You know, you're yeah, right. They should be critical. This stuff of infuriates me. Well, the way they frame that, I can't imagine. I'm sure it does. Know. The way they frame that story and the uh, Tracy Chapman story. They tried to make it like Chase. Only the white guy can make money off. Tracy Chapman was yeah artist won a Grammy for best yeah. new artist. The song won a Grammy. That I mean, song she had like was, seven Grammys. It's not like she didn't prosper from that song. That song was huge. And who listened to it? Whites and was, blacks. It yeah. wasn't black lesbians yeah. only listening right. to that song. Exactly. That song was because if only black massive. people listened to Ice Cube, yeah, Ice Cube wouldn't. We wouldn't know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, my son just went to see Snoop so Dogg, ob- and I'm pretty sure he's white. It's so obvious. My son, that is. It's so it's so obvious that 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 the that the true story there, the reason that there is a story there, is because of how cool it is that music brings people together, or yep. the outdoors yep. brings. And, how, yeah, and, and they, they don't the want us people. to come together, right? Yep. Like I they said, if I see a black man wearing a lose hat or a Bluff City outdoor hat or a Zoom. We already, I automatically know we got something to talk about. Exactly. And it's an icebreaker. Exactly. Exactly. And friendships. And how many black guys do I fish down at Lake of the Ozarks Mm -hmm. in tournaments? They don't feel, they don't feel like they need a safe space. Mm Mm-hmm. And suddenly they are in a safe space with guys that are like-minded. Right. Right. And suddenly friendships and connections are made and, Mm -hmm. and they would, they they would want to punch that person in the face that wrote that article. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's it's crazy. I mean, I just, you know, at our I mean, we'll have a customer. You can be a white customer, a black customer, Hispanic, Bosnian. We had a ton of those from the South St. Louis yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. And they love to fish. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll call there and they say, man, I can't get down there until 9 o'clock, you know, at night. We close at 8. And it said, I need some minnows. You know. Yeah. Well, well how many you need? And we'll put them in a bucket out behind the shop. Right. Next time you come in, just pay me for them. Yep. And that's what they do. Yep. You're a you horrible know. racist, too, Mark. Just like you, you do, just like you do <laughs> for every customer. Just like I do for every customer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Customers, you a know, customer. Customers, a customer. And once they get to know you and, and and like you, and you know, they're just, you know, they'll do anything for you. Yep. You know. Yep. That's the other thing. Yep. Yep. You know. I. I. It, it was so gross to see this story, and I'm. And if there's one good thing that's come from it, is that the majority of the reaction, at least that I've seen and read, has been what you're hearing here. Is that people are, are are shouting this down. What and, would be the percentage you think that believe that BS? That's the problem. Yeah. Because there's going to be a certain amount of people that's going to reinforce, even though they don't know anything, it's yeah. going to reinforce what they believe. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. and they, they're, they're not doing that activity. They're not getting outside, you mm-hmm. know. 
Yeah. And, and so it just, oh yeah, it just reinforces what I, what we already. 100% of the people that believe this don't ever go outside. Don't yeah. ever right. fish or hunt or camp or anything. Yeah, they don't. Right. Anybody that has done, anybody that does that even a little bit, right. anybody that does, you don't have to be a, a professional fisherman like you. Right. It, it, you, you. Anybody that, that enjoys going up to the, you know, to the community pond every couple of months knows that this is BS. All, the only people that, would read this and think that there's any validity to it or, or people that have no clue. I'm tired of people on the coast writing about us, quote unquote, flyover areas thinking they know us. Yeah. Because they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, as well as I do, if, if you're at, you know, any, any mix of people are out camping, you know, in some state park and, you know, a, a black family, they're camping, they forgot to bring off for the kids. You know, if they walk to any one of those campgrounds with their yes. kids, yes. they're going to get off sprayed on them. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Because you, that's the community. That's the community. That's the community. That's the, that's, that's what, that's why people that's why are drawn. Because people like that author that, aren't camping. Yeah. If, if there was a, if there was a bunch of these people camping, you might not be able you to might do not, that. Yes. Yeah. You might not get you right. off. That's a good point. That's a great point. Well, they would make them a safe space on the other side yeah. of the campground. And that's, yeah, yeah they want us to be to separated. To me, it sounds like they want to they be separated from these They're people. They're trying to divide. Yeah. They're trying to divide us. They're saying, oh, no, no, they, you yeah. know, this group goes over there and this group goes over there. Don't cross the line because, you know, you, you're not supposed to like each other. I've said for the last 10 years, we're going backwards. Yeah, well, they're trying to take us backwards, but I think that's why so many people have. Like I said, this is exactly one of the reasons that I have gotten more and more in, involved and spent more time fishing and boating and being outside and all of that. Instead of because it's the only place instead to of a Saturday it. afternoon watching sports all day, I'll take a Saturday afternoon out on the water all day because I used to be you could watch a, a, a you could watch sports and sort of unplug and get away from this madness. But unfortunately, that's that's bled over into yeah, just, into popular sports. But you can still get away from it in the outdoor community, and I think yeah. that they they see that and it angers them. They see that people are getting together and and have a a, a, a because, uniting yes, space. Because it, it just it destroys their narrative. It destroys their narrative. Yeah, You're exactly. Know, and they right. can't they can't handle it. Right. I You're wish right. we would have filmed at at the Pier Marquette. Do you remember the black gentleman that was stabbed? Did some jail time from Alton, and him and his son got up in my boat and talked to me for about an hour. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wish we would rec- would have recorded that and yeah. sent it to this yeah. jack wagon. Yeah. Yes. Because that guy had been. To, I mean, he he was so curious about the, how bass fishing works in the sport, and you know, it was. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. And then I ended up rigging up a couple of jigs and giving to his son because I too. I'm a horrible racist. If more, I'm not if, good at it. If more people, <laughs> if more people took care of the environment, like, yeah, like outdoorsmen and women do, and if more people treated other humans with as much respect do as people others. who enjoy the great outdoors do, this whole world would be a yeah. better place. I, I just, you know, when all that that rioting was happening a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I had every race of people in my at my shop. Say, hey, if we have to come down here and defend it with you, mm-hmm. we're in. I yeah. mean, yeah, black, absolutely. everyone. Yep. That's so cool. You know, they're my friends. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's, I'm glad I brought it up because I'm glad Let's we, talk fishing I'm glad we got another my chance. Blood pressure back there. Yeah. I'm glad we got another chance to, uh, to ridicule uh, that, that horrible do we, do we know, reporting. Do, do we know the author? Yeah. Shar Adams. Shar Adams with NBC News. Hmm. 
is the person who wrote this I'm going to look this person up. Yeah, and I, I'm going to send him an I, invite to come and spend a Saturday. Yes. There you go. There you That's go. That's a good idea, Mark. Yeah, spend a Saturday uh, go fishing with out on the Perry. water with us and, and join us for an episode of Bluff City Outdoor Show. And uh, we'll learn talk something. About, yeah, exactly. Learn something about uh, learn the humanity and the community <laughs> of people that are out there on the water and hunting and camping and fishing and all of those things. All right. If you are going to be doing any fishing this weekend or anytime soon, you definitely don't want to go anywhere because we are going to bring you this week's fishing report in just a moment here on Plus the Outdoor Show on 1099941. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. That was about as worked up as we ever get on this show, but important and uh, uh, great conversation there. And uh, again, another perfect reason to be subscribed to our podcast so you never miss anything that happens here. On the show, the Bluff City Outdoors Show podcast is available on just about every podcast platform, so make sure you are subscribed. Going to get into this week's fishing report here in just a moment, but as we discuss all of these great outdoor activities, of course, one of those activities is grilling. And the next time you are out with the grill, make sure you have a bag of Rockwood Lump Charcoal with you. Rockwood Lump Charcoal, not only a great local product, great small business here locally that you can support, but they have also been rated the number one consumer ranked charcoal nine years running so you are using the best and supporting local businesses and local industry and if you've never used lump charcoal or rockwood lump charcoal before and you are used to the traditional briquettes you will just get a superior grilling experience across the board with rockwood lump charcoal one of the best things is that you don't need nearly as much of it because a lot of the stuff that's in the briquettes are just extra added filler and chemicals that just pad onto the weight of the bag and you're paying for stuff that you're not even using while you're cooking. So you don't need nearly as much of the Rockwood charcoal to, uh, to, to grill your dinner. And so the bag lasts way longer. It's incredible how much longer a bag of Rockwood will last you over uh, just about anything else. And because of the way it's made, basically just it's Missouri hardwoods, it's pure carbon. There's nothing else in there. There's no other chemicals or filler in there. It allows you to, it, it, it cooks hotter. It cooks, it, it burns faster. It gives you more control over the experience as you go along. Just a superior product, as I said, in every way. So make sure you have a bag of Rockwood Lump Charcoal. Next time you are lighting up the grill, you can find Rockwood at over 100 area stores. Find the closest one to you and pick up some grilling tips and tricks all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. All right, Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Leah, professional fisherman Mike Marfell, and my partner Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. And it is time for this week's fishing report. Mark, okay, kick we'll us start. off. Yep. yep. We've got uh, Truman Lake with Jordan Lear. He's a guy and a buddy out there. Crappie, good fish 10 to 20 feet of water, 6 to 15 feet down. Fish to stand in timber on the main lake flats and brush piles. Jigs and minnows are both working. Trolling bandit 300 crankbaits and number seven flicker shads are working very well on the main lake flats. Catfish good, drifting main lake flats in the humps, 10 to 18 feet with fresh shad, live or cut. Uh, bass good, fish the main lake 
points in the brush piles, throw a half ounce football jig around the brush piles in eight to 20 feet of water, square bill crankbaits, 10 inch plastic worms, uh, Texas rigged uh, brush hogs and topwater baits in the early morning and the late evening, spooks, whopper ploppers, and buzz baits. That sounds like the summer pattern. Uh, walleye, fair fish the main lake humps in the points, crawler harnesses, and trolling crankbaits are working on the shallow flats. Throwing a three inch pearl and chartreuse sliders on a quarter inch head are also working on the humps. White bass and hybrids, fit, uh, the fair, fish to main lake humps in the flats with live shad on a Carolina rig. Seven to 18 feet of water. Rattle traps are also working. Top water bite is decent early and late with czar spooks. Casting Charlie Brewer three-inch bass sliders on a quarter-inch head on the flats and the humps are also working well. Pearl and chartreuse is the color. On up to uh, Mark Twain, uh, Jason Kaiser from the Mark Twain Fishing Intel. Water level 601. Water clarity is, is clear. Bass, he says, slow. They can be caught on big worms, Texas rigged. Also, shaky heads using trick worms. Uh, fish the pole timber and the main lake points, 5 to 20 feet of water. Said the bite is tough. Crappie, a lot of small crappie being caught and have to catch a bunch of smaller ones before you catch some keepers over 9 inches. Minnows are working better than plastics, 5 to 20 feet of water on, on the brush in the laydowns. Catfish, he didn't have any reports this week. Carlisle, Eric Morey, he's my... Of the fishing magician, we call him, mm-hmm. my pro staff. Uh, Carlisle Lake level is 445.05, and the water temp is in the upper 80s. White bass are on fire. Trolling on the, on the humps with crankbaits is very effective. Uh, crappie are starting to bite good again, and they're stacking up in the brush, 10 to 14 feet of water. Drifting for catfish is doing well along the main river channel. Uh, the fish are biting on, what do we got there, cut bait. And Ren, right out there, that's Fred Mooney. He's a guide out there. Lake level's 406.1 and falling fast. Crappie bite has been excellent early in the day, and just about any color combo is working till mid-morning, then a minnow uh, to help them convince convince them to bite is what you got to do. <laughs> uh, eight to 10 feet of water has been the target areas. Catfish bite is still amazing. Nice. I'm sure that's going to be on cut cut bait and crawlers and just about anything stink bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, local rivers and lakes, Eric Mori again. Blue cats on the river are settling into their summer pattern and are biting very well. Uh, I can confirm that. Largemouth bass are doing well uh, on jigs and soft plastic. Big worms are working the best. Crappie are setting into their deeper brush and are biting well now, and the white bass are schooling and feeding heavily on the shad. Said the hybrid stripers are being caught by drifting and trolling live shad under floats. Channel cat bite is great on night crawlers, catfish charlies, uh, shad dip baits is one of the best, and cut bait. River cat fishing, Jason Schneiderheim. He just got back from uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Shark uh, fishing. Shark fishing. Nice. Oh, yeah. We're talking about that. Yeah, water temp uh, is 87.7. The level is uh, minus 1.37. Fishing's pretty good. Catching fish, just about anything you can throw at them right now. Seeing lots of spawned out males, so the spawn is just about wound down. Shelbyville, Matt England. Lake level is 600.14. Water temp's 86. Clarity is 12 to 14 inches. It said the crappie and the catfish are both biting well. Southern Illinois Lakes, Gabe Montgomery. Ten horse. Yes. <laughs> Southern Illinois Lakes are, have cleared up a bunch after the heavy rains we had last week. Water temps in the mid-80s to low-90s. Uh, the bass have seen a lot of baits by now, and, they're, and they will ignore some of the most common lures. A bait that works very well on the pressured summertime bass is a flipping tube. It's mm. finesse, but offers offers a meaty package. It's a bait that has slid under the radar for years and gets very little air time until now. Mm-hmm. I dropped the recent video on the fishing the tube for pressured bass. It covers two of my favorite ways to fish for them. Why they work and what scenarios uh, to use for rigging them. Mm-hmm. He said that, he prefers the Crocodile Gator tube, which is a really good that's tube. That's a good one. Available yeah, at Bluffs. I was going to say available. <laughs> and watch that video it, at yep, the they, 10 Horse Monty YouTube channel. So they have a variety of fish catching colors. And if you find yourself on the water, go to one of those baits. Uh, if your baits you're trying is not working, try a tube. 
Said it appeals to fish of all sizes and gets bites uh, when nothing else will. And then stay hydrated in tight lines. Uh-huh. And the Bass Report at the Lake of the Ozarks. It's pretty much the Truman Report. Uh, first of all, i got to get a cool nickname like Eric. Uh, I was going to ask you if you... M squared is what the people uh, on the fishing, Tin Horse call me, but Fishing Magician... They call you M squared? M squared. That's a good one. That's not bad. That's a good that's one. That's not bad, but Fishing magician, magician, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that that is that's some one. WWE that is, stuff there. That is a good one. Yep. No, Lake of the Ozarks right now, It's there's two ways to catch them in my opinion. Deep. And I'm talking 25 to 35 on a, or you can catch them shallower in that, you know, 15 to 20 as well. Mm-hmm. Half ounce, the deeper you go, I like to get up to the ounce jig, get it to the bottom, big worm, or go shallow under the docks. Same thing I always like to do, skip them back under the docks. There's still fish that live there year round. There's plenty of shade, plenty of bait. Uh, another way to fish those brush piles, if you can f- find bait suspending above them, is to get that big swim bait between the bait and the brush piles and get one to come mm-hmm. up out and get them. Uh, that's a good way to catch a big one right now. Uh, but yeah, shallow or deep, there's not a lot going on in between. Uh, no, we mentioned at the beginning of the show with all this this heat that has been in our area here recently, and one of the, I don't remember which one it was, Mark, that you just said, but one of the lakes, the water temp was 87 degrees. I know you said, Mike, that... You know, right? That the the heat doesn't really change the approach or anything no. like that. Does it? Is is there ever a, a water temp that does get to be where it's too high? Where you're gonna where you're gonna say it's too hot because it, it at least for the shallow areas and for the shallow areas maybe lower in a lake that doesn't have as many docks as Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, I would say yes. I don't know what that would be in the high 80s. Would be nutty. I mean, you wouldn't want to. They wouldn't live in that. Or they, right. Not when there's an option to go right. deeper. Yep. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And also be safe of that boating accident that happened down there. Oh, yeah. That was reminding me of my tip last time. Mm-hmm. Assume they don't see you mm-hmm. and assume they're drunk. Yes. Uh, 1,200 horsepower and alcohol, bad mix. Yeah. Yeah. So Crazy if you're out there story. at night, if you're out there at night, man, don't be on those main lake points at night because they yeah. don't see you whether your lights are on or not. Just. Get back in a cove and talk uh, out of the way. We talked about that story earlier in the week on Colombo and Katie that that to be going that fast that you hit the seawall and, and launch you, and you launch off of it and still have enough momentum to hit the back of somebody's house and then is wild. Then go another what looked like from the pictures 50, 60 feet. Yeah, upside down. Yeah, nobody had a life jacket on. Nope. Nope. And I glad be- everybody lived, which is by the grace of God. Yeah. I well, mean, just incredible. Yeah, it is. It really is. I guess when you're limp enough, you go, yeah. Fine. Yeah. What was yeah. that movie? We's okay because we's drunk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Billy right. Bob Thornton is yeah. upside down in his truck. Yeah. Well, we're fine. We're both drunk. <laughs> yeah. Be safe out there, but definitely uh, enjoy yourself. And Mark, before we go, I uh, want to just remind folks this is the last show in July. It's. August Nuts. now, and so we are getting closer and closer to bow season, and so going up to Bluff City Outdoors to drop off your bow and get it ready for bow season is uh, this is the time to do it. So keep that in mind, and also the Catfish Classic yep. is like so right around, around the corner. The corner. It's you know the second weekend there in, in September, so it is coming up. And if you're wanting to get in it, we still have openings for ten boats. I think three came mm. in this week. I smell mm-hmm. a live so show. It's going to be uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's going to be filling up here pretty quick. You so. want to enter your boat? You, me and you to go catfishing? <laughs> <laughs> I got carpet. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing catfishing. We would, we would, 
We would fail miserably. We'd bump somebody up the list a little bit. That's true. <laughs> We'd pad the bottom a little That's bit. That's true. That's true. You know, we yeah. got to have some donors. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I, I spent my share doing that early There's on. There's a prize for like uh, getting skunked. Yeah, you get the raw prize. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See? We could do that. Yeah, exactly. Try for that. And I did want to mention real quick, yes, too, please. that if you're listening to this on Saturday, uh, the Vicki Mathena Memorial uh, Celebration of Life Tournament is going on at Pierre Marquette. Oh, uh, as we yes. speak, way in start around two. Yeah, it's a catfish tournament. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Vicky was known as the Mississippi Queen. Her love of catfish. Another great I mean, she was, Oh, and she's already got a theme song. I know. So, yeah, but yeah great. she passed away a couple years ago uh, after a battle with cancer. So. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on uh, Saturday morning on News Talk STL, you still have time to get time out to come there and, up and check you know, it out. Hopefully, see some big fish wade in. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's an archery season for turkey in Illinois too, isn't yeah, there? In, in the spring. spring. Yep. Wow. That's cool. But yeah, uh, it's right around the corner, all this stuff. We've, you know, it's been looking at things like the upcoming bow season or the catfish classic is being, you know, way down the road because, yeah. oh, it's summertime and just getting started. Nope. nope. August is here. <laughs> fall is right around the corner. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. we're into month seven. I know. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. and it just seemed 2023. like, seemed like yeah. two, two weeks ago, I was at the Collinsville boat show. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Don't let it sneak up on you. Make sure you are ready to go by getting all of your equipment, your bow, tuned up there at Bluff City Outdoors in Alden, about a mile east of Fast Eddie's. Also, don't forget you can uh, get yourself tuned up by shooting in the archery range. Not tuned up, like you get beat up. I'm talking about tuned up for the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by shooting Not every day. the kind day. Larry Romano does. Uh, right. <laughs> archery range open every day there at Bluff City Outdoors. You can also join a league out there if uh, you're looking to uh, do that. And, of course, learn more about the cat fish classic and uh, just do all of that on facebook you can follow the catfish classic on facebook bluff city outdoors on facebook and of course bluffcityoutdoors.com all right that's gonna do it for us we'll be back here next week make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and for producer leah and mike marfell and mark mcmurray i'm tony colombo thank you so much for listening to another edition of the bluff city outdoors show on 1019 and 94.1 news talk stl a lot about living and a little about love